This is a Clearview podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode of Carpe Manana, the show where we talk about how to capture tomorrow today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Those of you who are listening on the radio, those of you who are subscribed through your favorite podcasting platform, we really appreciate you guys joining the conversation. And as always, we hope this conversation helps you impact the world around you and think about how you can reach the next generation. We want to start this episode off the same way we do each week, introducing ourselves and letting you know what we do here at Clearview. So to my right is... Abaddon Shaw, and I'm in charge of preaching and leadership here at Clearview Church. And to my right... I'm Kelsey McKeel, and I am in charge of kids ministry and theater here at Clearview Church. And to my right... My name is Rebecca Shaw, and I'm in charge of administration and kids ministry here at Clearview. And to my right... John Galantis, I'm in charge of worship and media here at Clearview. And to my right... David Williamson, I'm in charge of student worship and technology here at Clearview. And to my right... Ryan Hill, and I'm in charge of congregational care and student ministry here at Clearview Church. And I'm so excited about today's episode. I I look forward to every episode that we do, but I'm very excited about today because we're talking about the difference between success and significance. And just hearing those two words, it might seem like we're talking about two very similar things, maybe even synonyms to some of you who are listening to the show. But for the sake of our conversation today, Dr. Shaw, do you want to kind of open us up and just kind of frame what we mean when we say these things? How are they similar and how are they different? So um, there's a difference between those two. First, success is how well I've done for myself, you know, how well I am in my finances or the goals I had set for myself, you know, it's it's success. And by the way, success is very easy to achieve. You do a few things right and avoid a few things that are wrong and you will be successful. Significance goes beyond that. Significance is more about how well I have done for myself and for others. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I'm also getting this from uh, John Maxwell. I really enjoy uh, listening to him, and I've been following him for about 25 years. Wow. Wow. He adds another category, and that's greatness. And greatness is, is not just about how well I have done for myself or how well I have helped others. Greatness gets into how well I have inspired others to do well for themselves and help others be successful. Mm. So greatness goes one step further. So hopefully we'll talk about success significance, but also uh, I would love to dive into greatness. Definitely. Because I think that's what we all want to be. I think it also depends on like what, you know, what are your goals? Like, what are the end goals of each of each of those three categories? Like, I think you kind of hit on it a little bit, but I feel like there's there's just deeper, deeper ends to where they yeah. all go. Yeah. The first one is just for me and mine. Unfortunately, the majority of the people are living in that the first zone, which is um, I just want to do well for myself. And we grow up with uh, with that as our goal. You know, parents teach us mm-hmm. to be I really want you to do well. I want you to be happy. And so that is success. But significance, and I think, again, not everybody gets to that level, but significance is when you begin to help others do well for themselves. And so now you are other-focused. And again, greatness, the way John Maxwell defines it, I think it's a, is a really, really good. I haven't heard others do that. Maybe they have, but I haven't heard them is when you inspire others to be an inspiration to others. So in the third category, it becomes more of multiplication mm-hmm. rather than just, oh, thank you for making such a good impact in my life. Oh, you've made such a big impact. Okay, well, that's great. 
That person is significant. Great. Now you have to think very strategically, very unselfishly, uh, wisely, consistently. You know, it, it's, it's much more. Greatness, at least the way that John Maxwell is defining it, the way that you're sharing it here, Dr. Shot, seems like almost like leaders who are cultivating and developing other leaders yeah. who will then carry, I mean, it's like almost like a multi-tiered right. uh, flowchart almost where you have this ever-expanding model. Right, and you don't have to be a leader per se, uh, just in your own realm, in your own circle of influence, you begin, begin to inspire people to inspire others. Hmm. Wow. And you don't need a position for that. You don't need a title for that. You, you can do that. And here's the funny thing. People are looking for a title, but they can become an inspiration and you won't be able to keep people away from you. Wow. Mm. <laughs> I mean, how would you like to be around somebody who inspires you to be an inspiring person? Yeah. Yeah. Right? That's why Jesus had multitudes following him. And the Pharisees and the scribes couldn't barely... Complete a lesson. That's true. <laughs> yeah. without, without putting people to sleep. And Jesus also didn't just stop at feeding the multitudes. Like we're talking about success versus significance, where significance is you're helping others. Like yes, he did help the other. He did help the multitudes. He feed, fed people and clothed people. But he didn't just stop there. He said, "You now go out and do the same thing." Right. And yeah. he sent out uh, you know his disciples to yeah. go do that. Absolutely. And that that is a very unselfish way of thinking. Hmm. So. When you enter the realm of greatness, you're going to really have to be humble, right? Because now, what if your student, what if your mentee, so to speak, becomes more popular than you? Hmm. Now, how do you handle that? Well, some people do struggle with significance. Yeah. And you can kind of see, you can see that sometimes in the Bible too. Hmm. I mean, yeah. like you said, the Pharisees. Right. Right. And they never forget about greatness. They never even get to that stage. Yeah, they just <laughs> are they stuck like, in the success zone. Yeah, let's say they were like stuck, stuck pursuing that success, but they weren't really seeing it as a way to to reach the multitudes to become yeah. better people, and then to them do the same thing yeah. and so forth. Yeah, that's they never get to the even the significance level. Unfortunately, well, let's explore that a little bit more. What, like talking about success and significance, what's the motivation? What's the driving factor underneath mm. each one? I would say it's not evil to be wanting to be successful, mm -hmm. but it's very uh, selfish. Sure. Mm. And isn't that what we see all around us? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. People are trying to trying to take care of themselves. Mm. So I got my nice truck, and I have my nice manicured lawn. I have a nice house, and I take care of me and mine. And I complain about everything else that's going wrong with this world. And we look at people like that and we go, yeah, they, they got it made. But are they doing anything for anybody else? Mm. No. What happens to a person like that? Well, they live their life. They live in themselves. They get what they can and give it to their own. Mm -hmm. And then they die. And when they die, it's as if they never lived. Nobody's impacted other than the people around them. And even those people who are around them ultimately don't really yeah. uh, are grateful. Yeah. Why? Because they never learned what it means to be inspiring. Hmm. So they just like take what they can and, and that's it. Yeah. It seems like all that's left are just stories about what they did. And like, yeah, he was really successful. And man, he, he had everything in life. But did he do anything with it? No. Yeah. yeah. That's one thing about like 
um, mentoring that I've learned is just that when you mentor someone, it's not about what you can get out of it. It's about mm-hmm. what the other person gets out of it and right, how right. it makes them successful. It's not about you yeah. as a mentor. And y- your your job is to inspire the other person. It's a right. very selfless thing. And that's the second level. Significance is where you begin to inspire other people. Mm-hmm. You're learning how to be unselfish, right? When you get into the greatness zone, that's where you're learning how to be humble. Yeah, wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so it's more more each time it's more is required that's that's something that's actually inspiring to me so i don't know if, i mean maybe you're you're significant <laughs> in my life so i thought it was great uh, you're great you, you're the <laughs> greatest <laughs> um Wow, that's a hard maybe. Maybe you're significant. I know. Yeah, geez, David. Wait, David. to say. Edit the podcast. I'm going to edit all of this. <laughs> we're going to, yeah, we're just going to take this clean. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but, but for real, if I want, because right now, I don't really know what category I would place myself in because I do want to be successful in what I do, especially, you know, whether it's in life or whether it's at work here. How can I make that shift from, successful thinking to significant thinking or is that even something i should think about right now because i know you talked earlier about this before and i think in like a converge class and you said it's about the midpoint of your life is that still true or can that be made i, I think it can be made earlier uh, i know you're talking about the halftime yeah okay the halftime yeah that is true but halftime is where you're learning to leave legacies mm. you don't have to be leaving a legacy in order to be significant or great I think you can start being that person like in, I don't know, middle school. Wow. I mean, teach our children mm-hmm. to inspire others. You know, I've seen our kids are for inspiring others, helping them. I've seen Rebecca helping a student who was always on the outside, never fit in, and Rebecca helped her. I remember back in middle school, um, uh, kind of fit in and, and, and become you know, important or feel important. I've seen Abigail help a student who was um, from a foreign country and she could hardly speak English and and Abigail was the one who kind of took her under her wings and helped her. I've seen Nicholas do that. I've seen Thomas do that, you know, helping kids learn how to play ball and be very unselfish with that. So you don't have to be, you know, in your 40s to make the shift. This, in fact, it should happen early. Mm. So then... Practically, what is that next step? Like, if I want to shift my thinking, what do I need to start thinking? Or how do I need to start thinking? I would say the place to begin, begin. Okay, we're not talking about the end step, but the place to begin is start thinking win-win. All right, right? You know, I'm going to win this, but I want you to win as well. Now, use that to check and test how people are around you, you realize how quickly many people fall into the win-lose category. Hmm. I win, you lose. (laughs) Right? I think Kelsey and I both kind of can agree on this, um, in the children's ministry at least, that our joy and our the reason that we do what we do is because we want to see kids get saved. Um, And we've told them that several times, you know, we have rules in blaze. We have rules. We have um, things that they have to do. Um, But number one over anything 
anything else in that class is that we want to see them get saved. And we've seen a big number of kids getting saved recently. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. to me, that tells us that we're doing something right. That yeah. what we're doing is all worth it because these kids have eternal life now. Um, and if they weren't making these decisions and if they weren't, if they were leaving blaze and going off and doing things they shouldn't be doing, then I would feel like, what was the point? Well, I think you guys are doing more than that. Um, because you're also inspiring them to invite other kids, Mm -hmm. right? Many of the kids are going home, whether it's family members or, you know, their age or friends from school, their age and neighborhood kids, their age, they're inviting them to come. Mm-hmm. Which um, it, which is entering the category of greatness. Now, albeit these are kids, right? They're no competition to you guys, uh, but uh, so they're not going to like overshadow <laughs> your <laughs> your presence in Blaze. But um, I think it's still in the realm of greatness. Mm. One thing that that's been really cool working with the kids too, um, kind of that same same line of thinking, is seeing the kids start to kind of emulate those same um, attitudes towards each other. Like they're also reaching out to each other and wanting to see each other, um, whether they're being welcoming to a new student or whether they're being encouraging to a friend who's down, they're trying to reach out and and kind of emulate those things that we're kind of demonstrating toward them as well. Um, so that's been a really cool thing to see in the kids' ministry. Now imagine that way of thinking permeated throughout your organization, hmm. your business, your institution, where people are inspiring others to be an inspiration to others. You know, that's what we want. It almost seems like a machine that fuels itself. Like you, like you supply the original fuel, but if you get other people wanting to inspire other people, it's just going to keep going. Even if you aren't doing that same amount, which you should be, but even if you aren't, it still just kind of fuels itself. And it also extends the lifetime and the impact time of your organization. Like whatever you're doing, like that that's the biggest thing is like if I'm out for my own success, if I'm if I'm trying to be successful, ultimately once I'm gone, the journey's over. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And if it's just all about me and my vision, then ultimately the organization will die with me. Even if it doesn't die, once someone else takes over, it's not the same organization with the same goals and vision that I started. But once we're striving for significance and for greatness, when we're inspiring other people to keep going out, like you said, and and, and just keep fueling ourselves the the impact can last several lifetimes instead of just one. Mm. Right. Do you feel like success, like, is this like something that we're talking about success and, and maybe we framed the episode weird, but cause, cause it's success versus significance, but are they necessarily in contrast with each other or do we like, is it a thing where we need to be successful before we can be significant? I think that's a great question. I don't necessarily think that that you have to be successful before you can start being significant, mm-hmm. right? You could be working towards something, yeah, and still have a desire, have a mindset of significance. So, you know, let's say you're working towards a college education, mm-hmm. but you can inspire somebody else to go back to school mm-hmm. and get their GED or even enroll in college. That's very true. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it almost feels like to me if if you're in that level of greatness, then you already have significance and success. If you're mm. in the success and the significance, you already have that success. So it seems like right. with, with one comes the others. And also you may have to redefine what success looks like. Hmm. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Success is not just about how much money you have in your bank account. Um, because if that's the case, then Jesus was very unsuccessful. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> he didn't have 
any money, but he owned the whole world. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. Universe. <laughs> there, because there are people out who are listening to this podcast that might be saying, you know, I feel like my job isn't really impacting anybody. I feel like what I do, my career, or what I, the place where I go in, clock in, and then clock out at the end of my shift, I'm not really impacting anyone as a result of that. But it's not necessarily tied to what you're doing to earn a living. Yeah. Significance, what we're talking about here is more of a mindset. It's more of a, a lifestyle. It's more of an impact that you have on other people. And the same token is, you know, people, there are people who go out there and they love what they do every single day, but they might not necessarily be significant. They might not be impacting people. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it can, it can be part of what you do, part of your career, but it's not necessarily tied to that. Yeah. It'd be funny if, if you read in the Bible, Jesus is like, I really want to be a significant person, but I work with, you know, wood. I work with carpentry, so I can't really do that. Yeah. Right. yeah. Right. I, I was in that trap. I was in that trap for like two years when I was working at just cleaning floors and like, like, yeah, the work is easy. I have it pretty easy. It's not like I'm out there like sweltering in the heat and, and breaking my back or nothing, but I've just trapped in that mindset of nothing that I do matters. Mm-hmm. If I, if I mop this floor, I'll clock out, leave and somebody will mess it up right. As soon as I leave, I'll just be doing the same thing on a yep. loop for the rest mm-hmm. of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I like we were kind of laughing about it, but I struggle with that for a long time. Right. I feel like stay at home moms often kind of fall into that, a similar trap um, mental or like mm. that same mindset as well. Like feeling like, well, I'm not working outside the home. I'm, I'm home with the kids all the time. I'm not bringing in any income. How am I going to find success? How am I going to find significance too? Um, I, I don't know. If, I mean, none of, none of us are stay at home moms, but I feel like from at least a kids ministry person, seeing those kids coming in and coming in with a clear impact from their parents um, who are pouring into them those good values, that's already a sign of significance in your kids right then and there. Mm-hmm. For your kids to be able to be sponges for us, you as parents, you have to make them into that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're inspiring them to be sponges so that when we do teach them something, they're just able to soak it up. Right. Mm-hmm. We cannot... We can teach your kids only so much, and if they're if they're not getting it at home, it's mm-hmm. only going to get so far. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or if they're the the seed is not planted at home, we can try, but it's not going to be the same the same impact as if it was getting it at home. So those parents, whether you stay at home or not, the way that you teach your kids is it should be inspiring. It should be right. Um, making them open to learning more. Yeah, and I know it's difficult because. You have only so many hours in a day, and kids will be kids, and there's discipline involved, and work has to be done, house has to be clean. I mean, there's so much more work staying home. But start thinking in that in those terms, that you are not just trying to keep your head over water. You are trying to be inspiring to those kids that God has given to you. And someday they will go from success, significance to greatness. And in the process, you are great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you, okay, the halftime thing that David was talking about, when you reach your halftime where you begin to evaluate, has my life been great? It's already been great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It has been great for the past 20 years because, you know, your kids uh, growing up saw the greatness in you. And, and, Felt like, you know, they need to make you proud mm. and not just I'm doing this because I or else I'll get in trouble. Right. I was also making inspiring them to make church a priority. If the kids don't see the church as priority, then they're not going to want to learn. Mm-hmm. They're not going to care what they're learning here. Right. Absolutely. Um, 
when everything else is a priority, but not church. Right. And you can see that as it carries on into like the teenage young adult years, I can, I can absolutely tell those students who have come up through blaze kids sitting under you guys, Rebecca and Kelsey and, and your volunteers who have that not only desire to learn, but desire to serve. Now it takes on a, a different impact as they hit 13, 14, 15 years old. Now they're looking for ways that they can then influence other people. Uh, they can influence a younger generation. So we have a lot, our students serving in a lot of different capacities, whether it's nursery, whether it's Blaze Kids, whether it's Awana, they're, they're turning around then. And even as teenagers, they're shaping the generation behind them. And that's huge. That's that's tremendous. I have some of your teenagers in Blaze, and I can mm-hmm. tell you they are some of the best volunteers. Oh my goodness, <laughs> yes, they're so great. Good. <laughs> I think talking about kids, one of the thing that one of the things that made me kind of stop and really do some like pretty heavy evaluation on my life was when Ellie and I had our son. Uh, he's uh, about five months ago, and I was talking to Pastor Sh- or I was talking to Doctor Shine, and one of the things that I thought about while we were in the, having that conversation was if I really stop and look at my life at 28 years old at the time. That's when we were talking about it. I I have everything that I want, which sounds, you know, it sounds kind of odd, but like I've got the best job in the world. I've got a family. I've got a wife, a son, all my needs are met above and beyond what I could ever, you know, and and that was, that was kind of how this whole idea of success versus significance kind of got started among us as a staff, because I was like, what do I do? Like, I don't want to stop striving for things but is the goal just get better and better at my job to make more right. money like i don't want to become complacent but i don't know what to do now i'm, I'm happy right 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 and, and that's where there's mind shift has to happen right and some people like we said in the beginning of this podcast they never have a mind shift they continue that way just gonna get better and better nicer and nicer stuff and bigger and bigger yard or greener and greener grass, you know, that, okay. And I see them and it's, it's like, wow, there's nothing there but self. And if you want, you are going to go from, you know, success to significance to greatness, you'll have to not only humility, okay, but also generosity. Mm -hmm. You'll have to learn to give. So, uh, are you a generous person? Let's talk about that for a moment because this is a great podcast. Oh, I see it now. Success, significance, greatness. Wow. Are you a generous person? Because if generosity is a problem, which is what? Giving things away is a problem. You're not going to be inspiring. You may have a little, you know, witty phrase here and there, a little trite, you know, comment or some well-worn cliche but other than that, you won't really inspire people. Yeah, Generosity requires you to be sacrificial, mm-hmm. to give, not expecting anything back. That's a very different mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I hate to be judgmental here, but think about people in your life. How generous are they? Hmm. Hmm. Now, <laughs> that's when you realize, oh, the greatness is not there. So... I think generosity is something we really have to work on. I agree. Mm, definitely. It is, it's not easy. I know that's something that, that you've always hit on, Pastor Shaw, because before I came to Clearview, generosity was, I guess, in the back of my mind because it's kind of a Christian thing. You know, Christians, that's what they do. They're generous. They give. But generosity was not ever, some, ever something I focused on. 
but then I started coming here and started getting involved here and I took you up on your challenge and I just started being generous. I started kind of giving above and beyond where I could, helping people out where I could. And I cannot begin to tell you how much more my life is blessed now that I've been like that. And as as I as I grow as a person, as I grow in, you know, significance and greatness, as I get to those levels, I I can personally attest that you won't be able to grow or get to those levels unless you're generous. Right. Right. I mean, and I know, like the mentoring program that Rebecca's doing, I mean, that's part of generosity. You're being generous with your time. And I'm not, I'm, I'm still working on that. Yeah. 100%. Like I wouldn't consider myself the most generous person. Right. Um, I try, but um, it's definitely been a learning curve for me as well um, to know that this time isn't meant for me. Hmm. This time that I'm, speaking and i also spend time trying finding things to talk about because you can't just waltz in there and pull something out of thin air Mm -hmm. right maybe it's something that i'm learning and it's something that i can pass on to this person but like that time's not meant for me i think though i am learning a lot but yeah and that's sacrifice i love what you said there though rebecca because that like i know you meant that as like this specific time mentoring um, you know, my mentees is not meant for you, but like, if you like, I don't know, it just kind of hit me in a way that's, that's deeper than that. You know, I think about my life, like at the end of my life, I want to imagine that all this time was given to me to do something with, but at the end of the day, I, I feel like looking at our life like that, this time that was given to me, this time is not meant for me. You know what I'm saying? It, it's meant to impact the people that God has put in my life. And kind of like you're saying, Dr. Shaw, um, inspire them to impact others. You know, it's not meant for me. And that's one of the biggest truths that has changed my life, especially my time working here at Clearview. That's, I I try to keep that at the center of of everything I do. And it's Mm -hmm. helped me as a person. Mm. So Mm. that's true. This is kind of a weird question uh, because I don't want to presume to be any better than John Maxwell is, (laughs) but is there anything above greatness? So we have success, significance, greatness, is there anything that hmm. is above that? That's a great question. I would say yes. And and the the thing that surpasses greatness is laying your life down for others. Wow. And not just others as in your best friends or family, uh, but others as in even those people who may not know it, recognize it, may even hate you, you know? Uh, for example, are uh, you know men and women in, in uniform who lay their lives down mm-hmm. for us, uh, whether it's law enforcement or military, uh, who are out there dying f- or or giving their lives, yeah, in in line of duty. Yeah, to me, that goes beyond just inspiring. It it, it enters the realm of uh, something completely sacred, mm. Mm. Uh, and and. To me, the the greatest sacrifice that was ever given is Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, Jesus gave His life for us. In Romans chapter five, and a verse says, a verse seven says, "For scarcely for a righteous man will one die." So now you're entering the realm of beyond greatness, mm-hmm. dying for someone righteous, which is rare. Mm-hmm. Yet perhaps for a good man, someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. 
So that even surpasses um, any kind of death, uh, even, uh, you know, the dying for a nation. This is a death where you're dying for people who are actually crucifying you. And that's what Jesus came to do. So I would say, yes, of course, those who give their lives in line of duty enter the realm of beyond greatness. And of course, Christ mm -hmm. is supreme mm -hmm. because he gave his life while we were still sinners. And, and, and that's what we want to aspire in our lives. So success, great. Significance, oh, that's good. Greatness, even better. But what's beyond greatness? Christ-likeness, yeah. wow. I would say. So, yeah, there's your answer. Wow. <laughs> nice. That's really awesome to think about, especially with Good Friday being two days away. That's, that's man, that, that inspires me. Yeah. Thinking in terms of Christ is our example that, that pushes us even more to be that influence, to have that impact on people around us and to capture the next generation, ultimately for his kingdom and for his glory. Thank you guys so much for joining the conversation today. If you have something that stuck out to you from the episode, something you'd like more information about, send us an email to carpemanana at clearviewbc.org. We love hearing from you guys and love knowing what ideas you'd like to hear on future episodes. Make sure you tune in same station, same time next week. And if you're not already, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcasting platform. Thank you guys so much. And we'll see you next time on Carpe Manana.